Welcome to St. Paxton. I'm the narrator. We now turn our attention to the St. Paxton Hospital, where our friend Bellamy lays unconscious. Her friends have gathered around. They are worried and confused. But this story isn't about them. This story is about Bellamy and her journey to consciousness. The small armoire in the corner of Bellamy's room is, in this moment, a portal to the Grey. The Grey is a nasty, horrible place of chaos and confusion. It's the breeding ground of unseen horrors that want nothing more than to desperately escape. It is also, currently, the stomping ground of our new friend Alaria, who has stepped through the portal and into the grey. Be quick and close the door behind you. But my friends, I'm right here. It doesn't matter. Why can't I just wake up? You can't go back that way if you want to be with them again. That doesn't make any sense. What is that smell? You're letting the grey into the world. We have to go. The longer this door stays open, the more danger you let creep into the world. Now hurry up and close the door behind you. Right. Um, where did the door go? Uh, they disappear. I mean, that's not really how the gray always works, but this place was found when it was still forming, so it's influenced. So there are doors, but they move to protect the outside, you know? I I don't know. I don't understand. The gray, this place, the outside. What do you mean this place? Is it different from the gray? Oh. Right, I'm so sorry. I forget that you're not, like, actually really as old as you are. Huh? Fuck. Look, we're exposed. We need to find cover. D- don't look um, around. It's, you know, actually, it's probably better if you just hold my hand and uh, just look at your feet. Okay. Okay. Oh. What yeah. is you know this what? stuff? <laughs> On second thought... Just look at my back, okay? (laughs) Bellamy, curious as ever, finds it increasingly difficult to keep her eyes trained upon Ilaria's back. And as such, her eyes begin to wander. This... this is like Alice in Wonderland meets some terrible nuclear disaster. What the hell is Uh, this place? Look, I told you not to look! Silly girl. Okay... This is the gray, uh-huh. as I affectionately call it. Uh, it's an in-between place. Um, okay, so, analogy. Uh, imagine that you were born in a leap year, but you're moving to a new country, and they want you to change your birthday to reflect the correct date, which would be a day ahead. But you can't do that. So what happens to your birthday? Your birthday falls into the gray, a non-existent Uh birthday, because there is no date in February that could accommodate you. And there's no day in March that can accommodate you either. So you turn into a nothing birthday. Yeah, that's kind of where the 
gray is like sort of an in-between place that should have belonged but definitely does also imagine that this place is kind of like the uterus that holds everything bad that has ever been and will ever be huh make sense so nothing good is here okay that's just rude i'm here you're here, so it's not all bad. Right. Okay. Right. And sure, we're being hunted as we speak. Wait, what? Actually, I probably shouldn't have told you that. What? Um, well, you know what? It's better that you know, so you aren't oh, shocked later oh when gosh. something attacks us. <laughs> you know? You know what? It's it's fine. Oh, good. It's not like it can kill me. I'm, I'm already dead, so. Oh. Ugh. Uh, you're definitely not dead because, as I said, this is an in-between place. So you're neither dead nor alive. Oh, that's so comforting. Actually, I rather enjoy knowing the full scope of what I'm up against. Here, let me jump down first and I'll study you as you jump off of this boulder. <laughs> yeah, but you at least have armor. Oh, right. Uh, speaking of that, if you happen to see uh, my top half or my helmet, they'll be the same color as us. Let me know. <laughs> How did you lose your helmet and top? Like, okay, but that's a long story. Oh, what the fuck is that? Ah, uh, yes. Bellamy has laid eyes upon the dreaded fire vampire in its most grotesque form. This should be an adventure. <sighs> Fire vampires. Okay, it's best if you don't run. Don't call attention to yourself. Ilaria watches as Bellamy very slowly runs through the muck of the grey down the run, hill run, towards run, cover. Run, 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 run. But again, very, very slowly. Stop running now. Wait. Are you in my head now? And you're in mine. Well, <laughs> I guess this is kind of cool. I can, like, read your thoughts? Yeah, and just so you know, other things can listen in when we're communicating like this. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. Look a little to your left. No, no, no. Your other left. Pick that up. Uh, it's heavy. And it's buried. This way, a little bit. I'll be right there. Okay. You know what? That was fast. And you told me to stop running. So you shouldn't be running either. Okay, what you were doing was not running. Uh, that was more like a toddler struggling to run on a sandy beach while also getting knocked over by a tide than you know actual what? running. That's yeah. that's hurtful. That's well. hurtful. Even if it is almost word for word how Edward describes my running form. Bellamy watches as Alaria picks up her helmet and puts it on her head, plugging it into the back of her neck. 
Okay, well. Ah. <laughs> okay, shouldn't take too long to charge since I'm not pushing any power out to my chest piece, so... Hmm. That's really cool. <laughs> right? Who made this? But better question, who made you? Oh, God, Bellamy. When two people want to have a baby, uh, they no, 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 the... no, no. I, I understand how people are made, but you're different. You're more than regular people. Extra. Yeah. Okay. We aren't far from my cave. I'll tell you more when we get there, so keep up and keep a low profile, okay? I'm trying. Our two adventurers make their way through a plane of small spires. The Shoggoths and Nightgaunts never acknowledging their presence. What seems like hours later, they come to a clearing and are much closer to the foot of a large mountain that Bellamy had been using as a landmark. Okay, so <clears throat> all in all, you could say that I'm the offspring of a witch and two powerful gods that had an orgy. That's amazing. I suppose, yeah. So you and your sisters have, like, real magic flowing through you. I mean, yes. Well, I am the least magically inclined of all of us. But when you compare me to the average human, yeah. I, I mean, I do tend to use what you might call a light magic. You know, like healing, cures, strength, hero kind of stuff. <laughs> Anyways... I'm also the only one that can move between dimensions at will, so... And you brought your sisters here when your home universe was destroyed. I saw it in your memories. Yeah, nosy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a complicated relationship, but Mary, Bianca, Alice... And I, we... Well, not always Alice, but we've we've always been there for each other and with each other. And who is Alice? Oh, okay. I love cinema. Have you ever seen a movie with a computer that, like, knows a lot of stuff and they really want to have their own body, but mm. they're limited by the constraints of technology? No, I, but I, I can't understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, like, Alice is basically our living journal. So Mary created her, like, lifetimes ago because it was taking us all way too long to recall things. So she communed with this great being called uh, Dominsure. He's, he's a yig. What is a... Uh, you know what? No, I am not even going to ask what a yig is. You know what? Actually, that is for the best. I mean, well... You being what you are, I mean, you'll figure it out in time nope. anyways. Mm -mm. Why do you keep saying things like that? I'm just human. Shh. We're here. You never know what might be lurking around your front step. 
It's best to scope out the area before we go creepy crawling into the cave. The cave of Ilaria is less a cave and more a mine. As Bellamy and Ilaria get closer to the entrance, they see a bird perched on the small sign that reads 42. There's Nighthawk. Stay here. They mustn't see you here, or it will shatter their sanity when they arrive back on the outside. So don't fucking get noticed, okay? Bellamy watches Ilaria walk towards the mouth of the cave entrance and extend her arm as though inviting the bird to perch. The bird pushes away from its current position and both Ilaria and Bellamy are stunned to hear a loud bang and the bird hit the ground like a bowling ball. Jeez, what was that? Bellamy begins to feel as though she's not the only one watching the scene. As she glances around and above her, she sees a great many faceless, inky black winged creatures leaning and prowling towards Ilaria and the bird. One particularly eager creature begins pumping its legs, its muscles gleaming in the moonlight. It shoves off of its position at the top of a crumbling grey spire, heading towards a distracted Ilaria. Without thinking of the consequences, Bellamy shouts, Ilaria, look out! The bird, now resting at the feet of Ilaria, begins to transform into something else. Its form shifts from reptilian to avon, and then at last, it has become something more human. It all happens faster than Bellamy can keep up with, and before she knows it, she sees Nighthawk lying on the ground, inside of a very large chest piece. Ilaria, quicker than lightning, removes Nighthawk from the armor and slips it over her head. The suit, now complete, begins covering her arms and forming itself to Ilaria's body. This is some real mind-bendy comic bullshit. Ilaria turns around, and just before she snaps her visor down, she winks at Bellamy. <laughs> Stay back. Bellamy sinks as far down into the ground as she can as she watches Ilaria begin blasting the faceless creatures from the sky. She moves so quickly and quietly that Bellamy has a difficult time keeping up. She's not alone though. Bellamy, surprised and somewhat disturbed, watches as Nighthawk kneels to the ground, their eyes glowing a strange color that Bellamy can't seem to place. And just like that, Nighthawk, in amazing spurts of speed, blinks from one place to the next. Whoa. One moment on the ground, the other in the air, and the next their foot is firmly planted in the head of one of the flying faceless creatures. It's all done in no time, and Bellamy ignores a strange tingling sensation at the top of her head, luring her to look away. Ilaria and Nighthawk stand, facing one another, and quickly, each of them begins to laugh and put their left hand behind their head in a sort of awkward, head-scratching stance. <laughs> That's so cute. I guess Alaria is like Nighthawk's mom. Their mannerisms are so similar. 
Ilaria moves her right arm as though she were pulling back a curtain, and sure enough... That's City Hall. That's the stairwell at City Hall! Nighthawk wraps their arms around Ilaria, and then jumps out of the grey and onto the beautiful polished floors of City Hall. The familiar squeak of Nighthawk's sneakers echo back into the grey and right through Bellamy. The curtain to the outside closes, and Ilaria begins walking towards Bellamy. Hey! Did you like the show? Check it out. I found my top half. Cool. Something wrong? You could have just let me back to the outside. Well, no, not really. You just let Nighthawk walk right out of here and into the outside. That could have been me. Okay, so... Hold on. There's a big difference between you and Nighthawk. What? First of all. That you're related to Nighthawk and not related to me? No. That's, that, that is nepotism. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if you say so, but Uh the actual difference between you and Nighthawk is that you're just your consciousness and... They're their whole self right now. So... Right. Yes. Well, I... I forgot about that part. Okay, well, you want to come inside my cave? Because it's pretty much clear now. Yeah, I... I guess. Uh, Hey, over there. What are those? Now what? Is that other people like me? Huh? Ugh, no. That's... They're roamers. Roamers? You know, okay. You know how I'm good at analogies? Let me try this. You know how when you get a cold from, like, out of nowhere? They're like that. Like, from that place that just is everywhere. And those two... Their names are Xander and Anya. You'll find a pair in every part of the multiverse. Sometimes it's good. Most times it's bad. And sometimes they do some dumb shit. That's probably the human part of them. Uh, the dumb shit, I mean. Oh, well, yeah, actually. That makes sense. That, that holds water. <laughs> the entrance to the cave is protected by an invisible seal. As Bellamy steps inside, she realizes that the air is cooler here. It's cleaner, too. Okay, so, um, welcome to my home. Uh, we have most of my favorite things here. Movies, games, food, books. (laughs) Uh, thanks, I guess. Um, how did you get all the stuff here? Oh, yeah. So, okay, let me take out this... Yeah, I kind of bartered this ice cream truck from an old lady in exchange for getting her to the outside. The crazy thing is that when the last universe was destroyed, her truck created all these tiny spaces for a bunch of this stuff. Mm. A lot of it's like really useless. Uh, Like this. Is that... It's money. There's loads of it, but it's kind of worthless here. See? Hamilton. Like the president. Ugh, no, yeah. 
okay. Yeah, Darius was always real shit with history that wasn't his. So I'm going to let that slide. (laughs) Okay, let's sit. Okay, this is my couch. I, I just need to get a few things straight, though. First of all, I came here to help you find Nighthawk. mix? And you did, yeah. N- no, I, I didn't do anything. If anything, I just kept you company. Mm-hmm. I used to do that with Kara when she would do odd jobs around the house. Well, sure. Sure. <laughs> What's that even mean? Okay, look. The greatest thing about escaping the bonds of one's flesh is the ability to absorb, like, complex and disturbing facts about the world as it really exists. Right now, in this state, you're limitless in your capacity to understand. Yeah, I needed you to help me find Nighthawk because I've read your books and you were dead center. You are the lines on the road during a sobriety test. You find Darius every time. Okay. When, when Clem made you, she made you as kind of a, a magnet to draw out the good. I'm pretty sure what you're saying is just my natural charisma. Natural. And I suppose your ability to wield water uh, at your whim is also a natural power? (laughs) That was real? Of course it was real. That's... That's unbelievable. Believe it! Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Uh, You don't get that reference. Okay, I'm going to make a point to make that available to you in the library at some point, because it's a really good show. And I think you would like it. It is long, though. Please focus. Oh, right. Okay, where do I begin? Uh, Why why don't you just start at the beginning? Who am I? Who are my friends? Why are we here? If I just have to start at the beginning, it's too far back. Okay, well, given that you've just started a new cycle that's kind of coincided with the collision of inhabitants from another time and space... Yeah, I think the easiest thing to do is to tell you what you are. Okay. Okay, has Darius told you about his fallout with Clementine? Uh, She's like this uh, beautiful person, dog. Bits bits and pieces. But the more I learn, the more I'm beginning to question him. Uh, And that is not a bad thing, really. He is, after all, a god. And they're 100% untrustworthy. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. I knew that abs and his whole body thing, unnatural. Dude eats like a shameful garbage disposal, never works out, and always looks cut as heck. Look, I'm not here to body shame him about it. Oh, no. I mean, I'm not the food police. I'm just saying. Anyway, Clem decided to leave Darius because things just got too toxic. I mean, when you're with someone that long... Okay, but how did they meet each other, Darius and Clem? Oh, right. Okay, so Darius is a hunter. In some worlds, he's called Neptune, and in some Nodens. But here, 
and I guess his real name, I, I don't know, is Darius, and that's the name Clem calls him, and so that's the name he keeps, you know? Okay. Nicknames, I guess. Anyways, Nodens is what we know to be an elder god, I guess? That's, I, I, I think that's the easiest way for me to explain it to you. Okay, as I said, he's a hunter, and his favorite thing to hunt are servants of the great old ones and your lethotep. So, oh, that's one of your dads, right? Uh, the, the Narlax. Oh my god, no. Nyarlathotep. Oh, right, right. Yes. An agent of sheer chaos. Yes. You know, we took a class together once about... I can't remember, but Nodens is served by legendary beasts. What? Like dragons uh-huh. and unicorns and minotaurs and stuff. And I remember because Darius loved that class so much. He would. And, and he and Clara were really into it. Our professor and Darius, oh man, they would get into these long conversations and arguments about what was myth and what was based in truth. <sighs> uh, Clara and Darius, they spent our D&D time painting these huge mythical beasts all over the walls of our house. When, when we moved out of Edward's house, um, there was this painting of a blue and green dragon that was still covering one of the really big walls. Wow. Blue and green dragon. <laughs> That's definitely Clem. That's Clem? Oh, yeah. In her natural form, 100%. Wait, so dragons are real? Oh, my gosh. How many times do I have to say everything is real? If you can imagine it, it's real. Maybe not in your world, but it exists somewhere in the multiverse, and you're connected to it. Hobbits. Elves. Uh-huh. Dwarves. Giants. Okay, yeah. Real, 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 and real. Oh, my gosh. Stick with me here. So, Clem was Darius's favorite of all the legendary beasts. And at one point, he gave her some of his power, splitting himself in two to create a legendary beast that would never die of old age. That dragon? That's Clem. Clem became the god Clementine. So why is Clem a dog now? Oh, because he cursed her. That's why she left. Why would he curse her? He's kind of uncool, dude. Well, he had to have a reason. Okay, if you have to know, I'm the reason. Well, I mean, like me and my sisters, we're the reason. You. Yes. Okay, the world you're in, think of it like a bird world. You migrate, you build amazing things, you're peaceful and graceful and protective and strong. I mean, at least that's what I've gathered about you. Flocks? Something about flocks, maybe? Uh I don't know. Okay, anyways. Wipe that from your mind. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm from a similar world, but one with a lot more magic than yours. I'm from a world of the phoenix. You know, like rebirth and whatnot. So... So you don't die? Actually, 
maybe not, now that you mention it. Uh, huh. So anyways, <laughs> when Clemendarius found my sisters and me, we were under this huge tree, having been birthed in secret by a witch. And I'm sure that the labor of birthing three babies must have been terrible. Anyways, our mother had protected our birth by creating a sanctuary around her so she wouldn't be disturbed. Well, Clem said that she must have stayed alive long enough to just impart into us a bit of her own magic. But how could she... Oh, yeah, Clem, she can see magic. Especially the really wondrous kind from the Phoenix Wishes. Yeah, yeah. And Darius? Ugh, well, he could tell that we were the spawn of Nyarlathotep and a god that he didn't even recognize. So he wanted nothing to do with us. Told Clem to leave us for the dogs that would come that night. So, that's your guy. But <laughs> you were just babies. Yeah, but to him, we were just evil, chaotic spawn. I I can't imagine him being so cruel. I mean, Darius loves everyone. He legitimately helps the old lady across the street. I've seen it. Yeah, well, perhaps he's atoning for something. Hmm? <sighs> maybe. I... So, well, Clem demanded that we be brought with him. I don't know. Maybe she wanted some kids around or something. But we went with them on their travels. And when we were old enough... We were left to just inhabit our own world, to use our powers as we saw fit. And we did. You seem really sad when you say that. Can you tell me more about those feelings? Okay. (laughs) No. Don't try to psychoanalyze me, lady. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, old habits. But seriously, tell, tell me more. Alright, so my sisters, Mary, Bianca, fully aware of all things that are real. Remember, everything is real. Mm -hmm. Used my ability to pass through time and space to collect things. Things that would make them powerful and things that would bend other worlds to their knees. Like the one you left before coming here. Yeah, like that. Why didn't you just leave them and come here alone? I don't know. Love, maybe? Yeah. Okay, so why is Clem a dog now? I mean, I get that walking around as a dragon is not an option, but why a dog? When Mary first went off the rails, like completely off the rails, Darius said that it was Clem's fault. He said that we should have been dog meat and nothing bad that Mary caused would have even happened. I see. So... Dragons, they're a god's best friend, right? Mm-hmm. That's why Darius shared his power with Clem. My sisters and I, part of us is human, and that's what Clem liked about us. Humans are like ants. Uh, they're, they're just there. And if they get in the way, yeah, you kill them. But otherwise, if they're not bothering you, you just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. Unless, of course, you're like one of those types that burn ants with magnifying glass or pour molten metal into their hill to create art or something? Yeah, then you're more like one of the great old ones. Ooh, real creepy. Your father, Nyar 
Ooh, yeah. He's like the kind of person that kicks an anthill all over a group of other people just to see oh. what would happen. So he's all, okay. He would throw a bunch of ants into water just so he could watch them struggle and wait to see if they live or die. Yeah, yeah. your dad is really messed up. Well, yeah, I mean, all parents are fucked up. But, okay, so when Clem said that she was leaving, he turned her into a dog. Like, mankind's best friend. Ah. <laughs> and that's where you come in. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> of course, I come in at the part when that pig-headed jerk tries to screw over Clem. Classic. Yeah, I mean, Clem is good. She left you on the beach. Tiny little bugs at this point. I mean, this world was still forming. Like I said, that's why the doors are weird. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like ants or fleas or whatever. Fleas? Okay, I don't know. But you jumped on Darius and you stuck with them. So, yeah, it's a shit analogy, but it's what I've got. It's why each of you take on elements of the water, because that's where you were when you split. You're the tide, steady and sure. Todd is this like powerful, explosive force, like the waves crashing against the shore. Clara is the part of the sea that is unknown and invisible to us. And Edward is this restorative, healing nature of water. But all of you, you are part of the blue and green dragon. You're of Nodens, but you're so small, and Darius has just run you through these lives so many times that you get weaker and weaker in some respect, and it's just, it's unfair. I mean, my understanding is that last time, Claire couldn't even control herself at all, and neither could Todd. Like, I don't, I don't even want to think about what would happen if it went on any further. But, but Clem is back now. Yeah. Her and a lot of other bad shit that tacked itself onto me when we came here. This peaceful little island you've got here, this slice of paradise, it's not going to know what hit it when the things of the gray begin seeping into it. St. Paxton, I... We've been... Yeah, I'm doing my part on this side to keep things quiet, but... I won't be able to hold it all off forever. That's why you need to know. Not to mention, there are already things on the outside that are trying to regain their powers, trying to feed, kill, and destroy. And there will be people, weak-willed people, that want to help them. So, everyone here in St. Paxton, they're from that other world that just ended? The world of the cat, yeah. I mean, no, not all of them, but a lot of them are. Especially the newcomers. I suspect that Sander and Anya will try to make their way outside, and if they do, you can guarantee that something idiotic is going to happen. Well, like what? Oh, I don't know, like half people, half animal type things. Weird parties. Just be careful, but above all, I guess just try to live a normal life. Don't go looking for trouble. (laughs) Yeah. How am I supposed to do that? Time is so weird out there. Wait, what? What did you say? Time is weird out there. You shouldn't be recognizing time right now. 
Oh, shit. Okay, we have to get you out of here. Um, Clearly something is lurking near your body. All right, let me get my armor on and we'll find a portal for you. And under the bed portal? Yeah. Oh, run up there and just, I'll meet you there, okay? Got it. It'll take you twice as long. Three times. Um, there's someone on the other side of the entrance. I can see their silhouette in the moonlight. It's fine. Just keep going. I'll take care of the ones I'm suited. It's probably one of those inky blackface things. Ah, uh, just top out. Bellamy begins to run, fastish, and soon sees that the figure in the entryway to Ilaria's cave is none other than Darius. What the hell are you doing here? Me? What about you? You've been missing for months. No, no, sorry. I told you to take care of things, all right? I told you I would be gone for a while. I don't have time for this. I need to find a portal and get back to the outside. Something is lurking around my body out there. Fine. Darius lifts his arms upwards and begins making large circular motions. The very sky itself begins to turn in a counterclockwise fashion. Bolts of lightning and roaring thunder echo, and Bellamy sees that the creatures from the Grey have flocked nearer to their location. You idiot! You're drawing too much attention to us! This is the fastest way to get you out of here. Shit. Not you. Bellamy, keep an eye on Nighthawk. God damn it. I will. Alright, let's get you out of here now. Come with me. We need you. Clara's mayor position is in jeopardy. We have powers. We fucked up the manifest. manifest You people keep showing up that you know that we don't know. I can't. Okay? People are dying. Kids went missing. We are probably being hunted. Listen, it is better this way. I know about you and Clem and us and what we are. Who told you that? Huh? 42? 42? Her. That robot thing running towards us. Alaria? Wait, why are you pushing her away? She helped me. She... She at least had the courage to tell me what the fuck I am. Oh, she had the courage to... Well, you know what? She's a fucking liar. Wait, why are you pushing her away? Is nothing she helped but me. an abomination. She... Listen. She at least had the courage to tell me what the fuck I am. You know what? Fine. You know, come here. I'll just, I'll take back what she told you. This will be fine. Okay? This will all go away. Darius. Darius's great hand covers Bellamy's face, and her memories of being with Alaria are ripped from her mind one by one. What? Bellamy's body begins to float towards the eye of the storm above. Her memories, tiny little tendrils stretched between her face and Darius's hand. They are all that connects them. No! Darius, don't do this! Suddenly, a flash of silver light breaks the connection as Alaria slices the tendrils in half. Bellamy's body is quickly sucked into the eye of the storm and back into her bed at the St. Paxton Hospital.
As though on cue, Nighthawk enters the room, clearly exhausted and out of breath. <sighs> you okay? I just had this feeling you were in trouble or something, so I just ran back. Uh, yeah. Now, when did you? I'm fine. I just, uh, I had the strangest dream. Oh, and you're like really awake. Doing some ice chips. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to call the gang because you're going to be super excited that you're finally awake. So. Oh, how, how long have I been out? Oh, Bellamy, it's been like 42 days now. Oh, there's so much to tell you. You're 42. just not even going to believe it all. Oh, what? What's with the luck? I, I don't, I don't know. Something about that number. Uh, it felt like deja vu or something. It's probably nothing. Yes, deja vu. Welcome to St. Paxton. Yeah.